0: This episode of the Global Franchise Podcast is brought to you by Neighbourly, the leader in home services franchising. Neighbourly is the world's largest home services franchisor with 29 brands and nearly 5,000 franchises, collectively serving more than 10 million customers in nine countries, with opportunities focused on repairing, maintaining and enhancing homes and businesses. Visit franchise.neighborlybrands.com to learn more about the group's franchise opportunities. Welcome to the Global Franchise Podcast, bringing you conversations with the industry's leading franchise professionals. I'm Kieran McLoone, Editor for Global Franchise Magazine.
1: I think oftentimes you can, you can get those short wins, those short gains, but but eventually they don't pay off. Uh, and so as an organization, we've kind of committed to, hey, what, what's this look like 10, 15 years from now? Let's make decisions that, that are going to be lasting and gonna have an impact uh, for a long period of time versus, hey, what, what's, what's these quick wins, these short wins that we can get that look good for a quarter or, or that year's P&L, but the long-term don't pay off.
0: The automotive repair industry is one that we've not covered in as much detail as the likes of F&B or fitness as of late, but it's an important services segment that is seeing some entrepreneurs turn their passion for cars into a long-term business. One such operator in this space is Christian Brothers Automotive, and our guest today is the franchisor's president and CEO, Donnie Carr. Donnie has been with the brand for upward of 15 years and has occupied many roles on his ascent to the top spot. This has allowed him to gain an intricate understanding of not only this industry, but the minutia of what makes Christian Brothers Automotive tick. Join us as we learn about Donnie's entrepreneurial lessons, his perspective on the importance of culture and empathy, and why he believes that automotive care remains a valuable franchising segment – even when millions of commuters stopped using their cars. Donnie, you've occupied many roles at Christian Brothers Automotive over the years, having been with the organization now for over 15 years. Um, And I thought we'd begin by kind of getting a bit of an insight into your role within the company. Um, What would you say is your favorite part of running the franchise, of being on the franchisor side of things?
1: That's a great question. I think my favorite part is is getting the opportunity to, to attempt to grow, lead, and and nurture the culture of the organization. I think uh, being able to set the pace of where we're going, uh, making sure that team members are enjoying what they're doing every day, and then also just making sure that we're only dealing with the best uh, at every level of our organization, from the franchisor side at the home office, from a franchisee side, and just Really getting to guard that uh, has been a lot of fun, challenging, uh, but a lot of fun. Great
0: to hear. And I think culture is something that we'll come to in a moment. is a very significant part of um, any kind of franchisor's growth. But on the more... Um, I suppose, financial, uh, tangible side of things. Um, There's been some really impressive growth at the franchise um, under your leadership, including the increase of average unit sales volume, for example, by 35%, I read. Um, What would you attribute to this continued growth of the brand? Would you say that that's kind of entirely driven by culture or are there other aspects kind of behind those impressive numbers?
1: I would say there's other aspects as well, Kieran. I think one of the things that we've been doing for a while is making the long-term decision. Uh, I think oftentimes you can you can get those short wins, those short gains, but, but eventually they don't pay off. Uh, and so as an organization, we've kind of committed to, hey, what, what's this look like 10, 15 years from now? Let's make decisions that, that are going to be lasting and gonna have an impact uh, for a long period of time versus, hey, what, what's, what's these quick wins, these short wins that we can get that look good for a quarter or, or that year's PL, but the long-term don't pay off. And so we've really been invested in, what are the things that we can do today to build that foundation for, for long-term gain?
0: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. As you say, it's those quick wins, you know, they, they might look good as headlines, but they don't really build the foundations of a lasting franchise. Um, And uh, coming back to the idea of culture, you know, culture and empathy are increasingly considered essential elements of a business, arguably even more so um, now as we kind of move out of the pandemic and people realise that those interpersonal connections are what will really drive you through in certain situations. Um, How do you incorporate positive culture into the Christian Brothers Automotive Network? How do you make sure that you're bringing on the right kinds of people so that you can lay that foundation for a much longer legacy kind of operation?
1: That's a great question. I, I think one of the things that we attempt to do is is we we allow our franchisees, our home office team members, the ability to fail. And I, I think when you have the ability to fail as a team member, uh, that overwhelming fear, right of of you know, hey, I'm going to get fired for this, or I'm you know get reprimanded or, or whatever it is. Um, we want to have a culture of failure, but also a culture of learning and growing. And so we, we very much hey, you might mess this up this time, but let's learn from it. Let's do better. Let's do differently next time. And the conversation is, is less about uh, what you did wrong and more about what can we do better in the future to avoid this? And so uh, that's one of the, the core things that we attempt to do at Christian Brothers is, man, we, we make mistakes all the time. I think oftentimes in organizations, the only people that are allowed to make mistakes or failures are those at the top, uh, which which I, I don't think is right and fair. I think I think everybody at every level uh, should be allowed the opportunities for failures.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's a very important point that I feel like many French may not kind of touch on as much as perhaps they should because failure is ultimately as you say as much a learning experience as all the impressive growth and all the the, um, success that comes along with that Um, and kind of on the note of failure and challenges um, I was curious Donnie to hear a little more about whether the automotive repair industry has struggled during the pandemic due to for example many people not using their cars as much where they're working remotely or not traveling as much as they would or would you say that over the last 18 months or so it's kind of been more busy Business as usual on your side of things
1: it's been business as usual if not business is better Wow so uh, there's there's some less driving but there's also you know from a from a commuter perspective I think there's less people taking flights which means road trips and things Uh, they're in their vehicles more and then also there's that that super fun chip shortage Uh, That everyone uh, has really been enjoying. And so that's Mm. lessened the amount of new vehicles that are on the market. It's raised the price of used vehicles that are on the market, which changes the value proposition for investing in your current vehicle and keeping it on the road longer. So there's been some of those factors that have been beneficial to us as an automotive industry and our ability to take care of our guests and make sure hey, I got to get from A to B and I want my car to be. Sturdy on the way.
0: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. It was initially quite, you know, surprising just because anecdotally, I feel like I haven't used my car personally as much over the the last, as I said, 18 months or so. But then as you say, you know, you guys aren't, you're not selling new cars, you're making sure that people can use the cars that they have and the, you know, that that um, service maintains. So that makes sense. Um, You're actually, Donnie, one of our our first guests from within this specific sector of franchising. Um, And I wanted to hear a little bit more about why you think the automotive repairs industry is a a a worthwhile one for franchise investment for maybe first-time franchisees or perhaps franchisees who are looking to broaden their portfolio with a a multi-brand kind of approach?
1: Yeah, so one of the great things about automotive repair is it's it's not a need that's going away. Uh, People use their cars on a daily basis. We have seen that we are recession and pandemic uh, resilient is what we would say. So back in 2008 and 2009, when the market tanked uh christian Miller's automotive was still successful during those times people still needed their vehicles to get from a to b um, and then also during the pandemic we we were considered a um, essential business uh, and so obviously we we you know had a couple of months of extremely down revenue uh, as as everyone just tried to figure out what was going on but we've we've grown since then we've been able to be open the entire time during the pandemic and so we know that it's it's not the most exciting business to be in. Uh, our guests are not always excited to see us, right? I, I don't think you're like, yes, my car is broken. I get to go see Christian Brothers. <laughs> but we do get to fill a need. We get to we get to meet a purpose. And, and we get to, to attempt to be that bright spot on, on a difficult day uh, for those people. And so that's something that we take a lot of, we, we take very seriously.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, just this past week, actually, I had to have my car sent in for some repairs. And as much as you say, you know, it's not something you necessarily want to be able to want to do. It's great to be able to have that person there who is, um, you know, able to help you out in that time of need. Kind of the the flip side of that, Donny. What would you say are some of the the key challenges impacting your industry right now, and how is Christian Brothers Automotive working to overcome those? For example, is the is the labor crisis kind of something that's really hitting you guys, or are there more nuanced sector specific issues as well that are are cropping up?
1: The labor crisis is absolutely hitting us, and and this has been a long time coming. I wouldn't say this is pandemic invoked but there's been a shortage of technicians uh, that that skill trade just in general, whether it's automotive repair or AC or, or, or whatever is those skills trades they, they've, they've been decreasing year over year over year. And so it's something that we, we find very challenging that there's, there's not a tremendous pool of automotive technicians out there. And so a couple of things that we're doing is, is we're working very diligently with our franchisees to create apprenticeship programs. Hey, let's, let's get some of these younger talented individuals, Um, And let's get them in our shops and let's invest. And this is one of those long-term decisions in in the first couple three years. It's it's not going to be as profitable as a uh, successful, well-trained technician would be in one of our stores, but we want to invest in the long-term of our businesses. So we've created some plans, um, some structured teachings where they can learn and grow and develop as a technician, as well as we're partnering with some of those technical colleges, to come alongside of them, how can we support them? How can we get them uh, jobs as they get out of those schools um, and anything we can do there? So that's that's one of our large focuses right now.
0: Yeah, no, that sounds really great because you you know, but people can't just look for the most experienced staff all the time because that's that's a finite resource. Whereas you guys are you know training up the next generation and um, and effectively alleviating these issues for you five ten years down the road. Um, and the the final question I had for you Donny is just uh what personally excites you about the year ahead for Christian Brothers Automotive whether business opportunities or perhaps certain industry trends that you think are really going to transform how you guys operate um yeah what are you what are you looking forward to for the rest of 2022
1: so I, I, one of the things I'm, I'm personally very excited about is we're back in the office full time. Sure. Uh, we have a lot of training that we do as an organization. So we, we have people, technicians, service writers, franchisees in our building uh, almost on a weekly basis. And then we've also missed out on some of our big conferences. So one of the things that uh, we're very proud of is we have a conference with our franchisees. But just as importantly, we have a conference every year with our technicians and our service managers, where they get to come together and realize they're a part of uh, something a lot bigger than just that one shop. And we get to pour back into those men and women uh, and, and, and really hopefully give a little extra gusto, a little uh, motivation, uh, and, and just feel valued as people uh, and know that they're more than just a number or someone who turns a wrench. And so I think personally, that's, that's what I'm most excited about.
0: Great to hear. Um, yeah, no, I can definitely empathize with that. I mean, some of our team recently came back from the um, IFA annual convention and just having that ability to be able to, you know, meet people in person and shake hands and exchange ideas. It's it's unparalleled when you compare it to, you know, the, having to speak over a computer. But unfortunately, this is what we sometimes need to do. Um, well, thank you very much for joining us today, Donnie. It's been great catching up with you and uh, looking forward to seeing what's next from you guys as the year goes on.
1: Absolutely. Pleasure meeting you and I appreciate the opportunity to be on.
0: Perhaps the most surprising thing to hear about from Donny was that the business hasn't just been steady, it's been better than ever. As somebody who hasn't used their car nearly as much throughout the pandemic, I'd assumed that services like those offered by Christian Brothers Automotive would be struggling. But people still need to commute to visit friends and family, so it makes sense that they'd need maintenance services to continue doing so. It was also great to hear about how Donnie aims to shape the long-term culture of the Christian Brothers brand. Culture is becoming one of the hottest topics amongst thriving franchisors, and it seems that the brands who ignore its importance will often fall by the wayside. We'd be keen to hear your thoughts on this. How do you instill a sense of positive culture within your franchise network? Make sure to let us know. If you like the podcast, subscribe and recommend it to your friends and colleagues. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods. To keep up to date with franchise news and have it put into context by the global franchise experts, subscribe to the magazine, hit us up at globalfranchisemagazine.com and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn today.